On this episode of Beyond the Bugle, we pick up with the second part of our conversation with camp parents about some of the nerves and anxiety that come with campers going to camp for the first time. Now, if you haven't listened to the first part of the conversation, this is a great time to pause this episode and begin the first one. It should be listed just before this episode on whatever platform you're getting your podcasts. So Mitch, now that we're all set, I'll send it back over to you. Thanks again, Andrew. This is the start of part two of our Homesick and Happy podcast. We invited several moms to our winter home in New Jersey to discuss getting ready for the summer with new campers and experienced campers. I've thrown a couple extra logs onto the fire, so let's rejoin the conversation. I think also as far as being ready or having your your kid be ready for the first summer, the staff with the little ones mm-hmm. are so on. The staff is great all around, but don't get me wrong. But with the little ones, there's just this this extra touch that I, if I could turn back time, and I've, I've told my friends that are here, I would have started my son as a jet. I regret not doing it. I, I see the way that the littlest ones have this unbelievable leadership that they have. That they're leaders at camp. It's it's an amazing. They're given this opportunity to take charge of their status as the youngest, and the older kids look up to them. It's it's a you have to see it. To, it's an ama- It's really it's an amazing thing. So I wish that I wish that I hadn't held my son back that first year, but I think that you have to just trust that camp knows what they're doing, and it and it works. And um, well said. Yeah. I think one of my biggest concerns when both of my kids started camp is that they only had one phone call and I had friends going to other camps saying oh my god you only talk to your kid once all summer besides visiting day and I said yeah that that that's what how it works at Tawanda and going into it as a new parent I you know I was extremely nervous about it I couldn't believe I would talk I wasn't talking to my kid for two to three full weeks um since the day I said goodbye to them at the bus turns out that my kids didn't even like the phone call because it takes them out of their routine and it takes them away from their group and their counselors and it brings them back to a place that they're not present in and makes them upset so I think while my kids still have the phone calls they could probably even do without them altogether. I just want to add on to that Uh, imagine your kids are on a merry-go-round having a grand old time and you pull them off to ask them how they're doing. And that's what a phone call at camp is similar to. It is such a wonderful environment where there's the proper support, but allowing the kids to trip and fall and get them pick themselves up again. Well, it's that book also. Um, Susan Mogul Blessing. writes, The Blessings of a B-minus, Blessings of a Skinny. They have to get hurt to figure stuff out. And, you know, there's benefits to all of that, to letting them figure it out, have, having learning how to have the difficult conversations. And that's why camp is such a great opportunity because, you know, you're not there to see it. You don't have to see their struggles and they are figuring it out. And that's their thing. You know, we shouldn't be there watching them. Whatever the lessons are, they have to go through them. And knowing that we're not going to let bad things happen, that we're going to teach them how to deal with these things. I think, um, Stephanie, to your point about bad things happening, like there are times where it is worse than the wrong t-shirt. Like my son broke his thumb two weeks into camp. Um, 
when he was going in seventh grade where like sports is everything and life and he was a tennis player and it was his right hand and like that was pretty like for him that was kind of as bad as it got and for him to have the gift for that to happen at camp where first of all he's surrounded by 35 friends on a daily basis and maybe he can't participate in everything but knowing he can get through that now and that I wasn't there having to first of all it's a gift to the parents that you're not there having to create entertainment for them for seven weeks during that experience but that they know that they can get through that because I think like a lot of these new parents, um, and for us when we were all new parents, like you're just thinking about that first summer. But I think right now for a lot of us sitting here, we're like, okay, they just need to go off to college eventually and like not locally. And you want to know that they're going to be able to survive. And I think an experience like that, knowing that like you could break a bone at camp and and know that you can make it through and be able to navigate your way through it and still have an amazing summer that like you're going to be able to be okay in your own two hands when you're 18 years old and 19 years old. And I think that that is the amazing gift of camp. I think about some of my friends who's send their kids other places and maybe their kids didn't make it through the summer or um, they were so homesick that their parents said, well, we're just going to come and pick you up. And I like worry about those parents because I'm like, what's going to happen three months into your freshman year of college? And I feel like my son has this gift of this experience that I will always be able to refer back to and say, do you remember when you broke your thumb at camp and you thought it couldn't get worse than that? Like, you got this. And I think those are the kind of things that, like, we as parents will have the gift of being able to refer back to because our kids will have been able to overcome challenges at camp without our support. I like to say uh, camp helps build the foundation along with the stuff you do at home for getting ready for college and, and life. You know, there's another analogy uh, that uh, we often share uh, about, you know, if you're at home and let's say uh, your child is playing Little League and they're running between first and second base and they trip and fall, you know, you pop up out of this grandstand, you're probably calling 911 already, whereas at camp, if the kid trips and falls, they get up, they brush the dirt off their leg, and they finish running, and their friends are cheering them on. Or let's say they hit a big hit or a home run, they're about to score. If it's at home, they seem to be watching for your reaction in the grandstand as opposed to being in the moment of running around those bases and then their friends high-fiving them. It just seems very different at camp than it does at home because you're allowing them. It's just more for them as opposed to pleasing you. They're really feeling it for themselves. And then this new family, which is the camp family. Another takeaway from the book that I always refer to is what was your, if you can think quickly, what was your favorite childhood memory? And like, so you think of it and then think, were your parents there? And most likely your parents weren't there. Like mine was at camp when I sang on stage and I was really shy and, I, and everyone applauded and it was so amazing. My parents weren't there and that's one of my most successful you know, memories of childhood. So like we're so um, egocentric in raising our children and so want to make sure and that we're doing the right thing and a good job that we tend to overdo it today and not let them have these experiences um, that are good for them. We think we have to fix everything and that we're bad parents because I didn't get the knots out of her hair. And, you know, like, guess what? She can get the knots out herself. So, you know, and that's, those are all the lessons. You know, that, that's really great. There are so many stories like that. I think of some of the stories that 
that either happened to me, her parents, or shared. And I think about a time when uh, someone was out in a canoe and they dropped a paddle and it floated away. And, you know, your, your tendency, maybe if your parents were nearby, would be to be crying and get all upset. But instead, you know, you had to figure out how to wave to shore and get someone to finally figure out what you were trying to say. And then they either swam out and brought you a paddle. That's an awesome memory. Or a thunderstorm at night and you hear, you know, the rain pounding on the roof of the bunk and you're a little scared, but you're scared with, you know, 15 other kids in the bunk. Those are awesome memories. For parents that, again, are getting ready for their, to handle their first summer, what are some of the things about Camp Tawanda that helps a parent? So, um... I guess as a new parent, I remember, you know, what are they doing? I would look at the clock after they left. What do you, what do you think they're doing now? Is it rest time? Is it, are they eating? Are they, what activity? And then every night I get this email from Mitch and I looked forward to it every night. And I, I sometimes would like wake up in the middle of the night because I would go to bed before his you know, email would go out and then I, it would be like four in the morning and I'd check my phone and then I'd have to read the email to see what went on in camp. And it was just a general like snippet or sneak peek of the day and it just made me feel wonderful just to know also that, you know, what they're experiencing. I would be able to think about it and then I would go back to bed and then I would wake up and start my day and then think about them again and then look for my email again. So it's just something that like you get every night. I look forward to the emails and it's just a little... Sneak peek. Typos and all. <laughs> One thing, and it's not till the end of the summer, but I, I think it's been really special the last, I don't know how many years, two or three, uh, the Facebook Live rope burning. It's one of the things that as a parent or as a person who's not at camp but experienced camp in their lives knows the magic that happens there. And I, I feel like we get a little window into that um, through that post and it's such it's so much fun to watch and it's fun after the summer to be able to talk to your kids about it because you really get a little window into the magic that is Olympics and um, camp in general and it's just it's such a gift that you do that and that we can we can experience it with you as far as like the the Facebook live and the and the um, nightly emails so there are the pictures which everybody looks forward to and everybody refreshes and then you have your group of friends that are like oh pictures are going up or whatever but it's important also to know that there's so much going on behind the pictures it's like it makes me nervous even to think about the pictures I'm getting so because you look at them and you're dissecting them and, no it is and you, you're dissecting them and you're like wondering like you know where's my kid or my kids on the end or where is she or whatever and it turns out that her whole group is somewhere and she's not there and like she's sick Right? Like, I have a friend who's like, I feel it in my bones. My kid is sick. And she wasn't. She was on a water ski for the first time and successfully went on the lake or whatever. But it's, it's, everything is with a grain of salt. And to understand that you're getting a sneak peek into their lives, but it's not, it's not the, the full story. It's a, it's a piece of what's on the page. And so the emails aren't necessarily about your child. And the Facebook Live, you won't necessarily see your kid, but it's knowing what's going on with all of, our children together and so you have to understand that seeing your kids friends happy is also seeing your own child happy even if you're not seeing your own child because they might just be someplace else at that moment you know I think that we live in like this TMI culture in general and um, what I think makes Tawanda special is like 
There's also a gift of that first week that is very hard for new parents, but I think once you become an experienced parent, you realize what a gift it is. Like you don't find out about your kid's bunk before, what bunk they're in before they leave for camp or by an email when they get to camp. Like we have friends who get their bunks like two months before camp and then all of a sudden that's what the next two months becomes about and the parents talking to the parents and trying to micromanage micromanage everything. And as Marla said, like there is a secret to the sauce and the recipe and and it works. And especially, you know, Mitch and Stephanie having been doing this for 30 years, like there's a method to the madness. And I think that first week, it's really, really, really hard to cut the cord. It is the weirdest feeling, especially those first two days where you're just sitting there and you're like, I got nothing and you're waiting for the pictures and you don't have any information and you're looking for any little detail or clue. But once you get over those, like, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but once you can get over those first like few days and it's, it's weird, you can settle in and you can actually breathe because I think we don't realize those 10 months of the year, how intense they are raising our children and that gift of just knowing that they're safely in somebody else's hands and that you're not getting an excessive amount of information, that you're not like, my friends who have um, campers that can email them both ways. I'm like, that's insane because when I get a letter from my kids, I know a week or a few days has passed and whatever is on the paper has resolved itself. Otherwise, I'm sure it's it's, it's such old news versus if you're getting those emails from your kids, like the ones that you can scan in, like some camps have that. It's like, you know, that just happened and now you can't do anything about it except call the camp. Like it just creates for an unhealthy experience. And I feel like that is a gift that I don't think you realize until maybe a year or two after sending your kids. But like the lack of TMI, I think is actually a gift. I think it's safe to say that uh, the advice is it's good and okay to be homesick, which will allow you to be happy. It allows you to grow up. It allows you to have uh, experiences. It allows you to uh, take healthy risks and all independently in a really healthy way. And there seems to be no greater place than uh, life, at least at Camp Tawanda, where you can get out of your comfort zone in having a supportive and safe support system around you. And that's really uh, one of the greatest uh, benefits and opportunities uh, we have at Camp Tawanda. And with that, we conclude our two episodes of Homesick and Happy for this podcast. And again, I would like to give a shout out to Dr. Michael Thompson, the author of Homesick and Happy, who has given us permission to utilize his book uh, not only as a great tool for our parents, but as a launching point for these discussions. And I also want to give a shout out to our wonderful winter office crew that helped put this together and all the moms that came to our house today and my wife and co-director, Stephanie, for hosting this book club. Get ready, get psyched for an amazing summer. And please remember, you can call us or email us with any questions at any time. There are no silly questions. Now back to you, Andrew Rowan. Thanks, Mitch. And once again, we want to thank all the parents who contributed to a terrific dialogue. Also, we love seeing our new campers with their Tawanda beach balls, and we're counting down the days until they join our camp family. It's coming soon. 
But that'll do it for us on this winter episode of Beyond the Bugle. Thank you to Erica Media for editing. We are looking forward to another episode coming up. I'm Andrew Rowan. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.